Yarmando. Put that lime in the coconut. You shake it up. You throw the can away. You throw the can away. Yeah, you throw the can away. Homer. Homer. Affirmative. 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 I got a kitty. Cool. I have to eject. Forcibly eject from my seat. Aww. I thought you said, I, I have a kidney that I have to forcibly eject. <laughs> More or less the same feeling. It's, it's a very Forcing this poor little move. guy. I mean, they do have that kidney shape sometimes when they're all curled up. <laughs> that works. That's a, that's a valid point. Well made. Good argument. Find, like, uh, another language word for kidney, like something that sounds cute. Call your cat <laughs> that. That was actually my other cat's name back in the day was Cashew. And it was originally like... Uh, we adopted it from this Chinese lady, so she called her him uh, Goo Goo for Cashew. Nice, so go. good, good, good story. Good story. Yeah, it worked. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, in music news, uh, music news that new T Swift single dropped. We all we all jamming it that that late summer banger, right? Right. I don't even want to touch it out of curiosity. So, I guess she's what is she has she gone dark? Is this like third season of twenty four for Taylor Swift? <laughs> <laughs> she's like embedded with the with the narcos. Uh you know, uh she she realized once she went pop, she decided she had to go dark pop. And so now everyone's gonna go dark pop. She wanted to copy Lord or something. I don't I don't know. I don't know. Is there goth elements or would I be disappointed? I mean it's it's I haven't listened to it, but it's dark Taylor Swift. I mean, that should really say it all, right? Right. So it's like dark Swift. It's like a it like you know, if you have like an egg, you pull out of your egg carton. It's slightly darker than the other eggs. It's that kind. Or one of, of those like ancient eggs that's been buried <laughs> under sand for a hundred years, and it's now purple and gray. Well, no, that that's more of like a, that's a Meritzbo egg. Um, this is this is. Who okay. would you compare to in the musical world to a Meritzbo egg? No, no, I mean like. I was comparing the egg to Merritt's bow. Oh, I don't know that. Oh, you, oh, look up. Look I'm not up. as worldly as you. He's like the noise guy. Yeah, Merritt's He's bow. the noise guy. M e r z b o w. He has one like, pop album that's called like. Really? Nightstand. What's it? What's it called? I'd be interesting to hear that. I think it's Pulse called, Demon. Pulse. Well, yeah, Pulse Demon is like the quintessential Merritt's bow album, but he has one album called like Merritt's Dance. Um. Where it's most of his nonsense, but like with a dance beat attached to it. So it's basically dubstep, right? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Um, like because dubstep sort of, is like dissonant dance music. It, it it it's some like sort of surreal futuristic Blade Runner Which one is dance that? music. Merit's dance. I, but look up Pulse Merit's Demon. Dance. Mm-hmm. Came out in ninety. See if I can find Merit's dance. Merit's beat full album. Oh, maybe it's Merit's beat, not Merit's dance. Has the word beat in it, so you're like, oh, that must be dance music. Is it like a, it's got like a good pink, advertising. It's got like a pink cover with a manatee or something in it. It has like a Chinese or Japanese building. Yep, that's that's the one. Because I'm mean, very like, cultured. Da- dance, dance is, is uh, used loosely. Japanese building, also known as manatee or something. 
Well, I thought a there was like a, or something. I yeah, there was like a manatee. There's a manatee. The <laughs> I see it. There is. Let's use your imagination though a little bit. It might oh, be like, like a Shinto manatee. I know there's like a pink pagoda. It might literally in the be a toad. And then there's a. Uh, I thought there was like a manatee. He also did a cover of King Crimson's Great Deceiver, and uh, by that, what it is, is it's like the last riff of the song. It just starts looping and gets horrendously distorted and chaotic, but uh, it's... Oh, like the latest Nine Inch Nails EP? Uh, what's the last riff? I only remember the main riff. Doesn't it end with that? No, there's like, at the very end, there's like, da 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 and it starts like... Oh, I thought that was just on the... There's also um, one last thing about Meritzbo, since we're talking about it. Um, but uh, he also, uh, if you look online, he did like a 30-minute set with Boris, uh, which is on from like a Boiler Room set. It's kind of cool. It's just Boris jamming out being Boris, and then him just turning a bunch of knobs. Didn't they put out something officially? Maybe they it was a live album. Maybe it was studio. I'm not sure. Meritzbo and Boris. Boris and Meritzbo. Oh, sorry, I got it backwards. Oh, hold on. I'll I'll send you. I'll send you one more. Just it's definitely like... Boris with Meritzbo. Okay, yeah, not the yeah. other way around. Hold on. Let me okay. let me show you. I found send, some videos. I'll send I'll you one last thing. That's worthwhile. It's kind of stupid. Let's start the show and talk about stupid stuff while we're technically actively on subject, but not really. This is the show. Just do your intro spiel so we can get it over with. Oh, hey guys, this is this is Music Talk from RiffInRock.com, and uh, my name is Alex, and I'm an exclusive content producer on the internet, producing exclusive ooh, content ooh. for the exclusive domain of the internet. And with me today are Armando and Chris, who also are exclusive content curators, um, but Armando produces high art for the Silver Screen and goes to music festivals where he meets celebrities. And oh yeah, Chris has big hair. That's like being a celebrity himself, though. Did I get that right? Did I do that right? What is celebrity introduction? How are you guys doing today? Teens react to Meritzbo. There's the link straight from Alex's hat. I. Re- it's, it's pretty Chris- great. Chris produces media as well here, okay? I see his Facebook profile has a camera in it. Tell me about that. Oh, What's right. going on there? That was uh, me shooting the eclipse. Standing standing in the sun. Looks like staring a... Staring at a camera. SVHS or 4K or something big. Not 4K. I, I say fuck 4K. We don't need yeah. post-HD. Codec. This, this, whole, this whole resolution war really needs to stop. Where do you land on that? <laughs> I haven't used a 4K personally, but... Um, I know it can have its uses if you want to cut in, make like a close up out of a wide. So that's yeah. a good point. I I saw like a video on a TV in 4K once, and it was like a baby, but the baby looked more detailed than what I feel like I normally see, and so I got really weirded out and confused, and I didn't want to watch it anymore. TV scares Alex. It's okay. What about uh? Technology, I don't watch just, anything besides Twin Peaks right now, so I can't even... There's too, many, there's too much detail. Yeah, oh, I wanted to ask you, Armando, who do you think Judy is, before we get into music? <laughs> I think the safe bet is to say Diane, because it's just, you know, that's the weirdest thing that could just solve everything magically in some whimsical, ridiculous fashion. She could be a deus ex machina. 
Who is Judy? Well, it's like, what about all the other things? Like, you're not going to tell me what she said? <laughs> like, no, no, we're never going to find out. No. <laughs> I mean, we're barely talking about Judy here. <laughs> I'm going to film some, uh, some short films while I'm out in Greece with a couple of the actresses from Engrams. We're going to make it out there. We're going to do some, maybe some Kafka or some Dostoevsky short stories reenactment. Maybe with uh, some interpretive dancing as well, or cool. some weird shit. Can yeah. you can you also do a recreation of the episode of Seinfeld with where they go <laughs> hello? <laughs> How about the only episode that doesn't have Alexander in it? What episode doesn't have Jason Alexander in it? I don't know. It's uh, I saw something on Reddit today. I know. There's definitely one. I'm pretty you sure. Got real pissed off and was like, "You better never write me off again, punk." <laughs> or you can you don't do that to Jason Alexander. There was one episode that Adam. never aired, like they they wrote it, but I, but like it never even got rehearsed. Where I think Elaine bought a gun or something. You could try and recreate that from your mind from that brief synopsis. That sounds yes, like a I episode. definitely should not research it at all. I'll just do like an adaptive version. Right, just be like telephone well, that version. Was, um, there was there's a talking. Oh, I'm trying. I forget which talking head song. But one of their songs was like, oh, we wanted to create this kind of band sound, but we didn't know what they actually sounded like. Someone just described it to us, so we were, we made mm. it based on that. That's the best way to do anything, you know? It's like gives you a direction, but you kind of make it up yourself, even though you didn't have a direction yet beforehand. Yeah, it's just kind it of like fun. random input. Right. I know uh, of a funny instance of that case. There's this cool uh, European fusion band called Area. Have either of you guys heard of them? No. no? How do you spell it? A R E A. Okay. Like their the first album. Their their first album is called Arbeat Macht Frey, um, which means work will set you free. Yeah, that's what they for put all you neo Nazis the, out there. Uh, uh, the what country? country? That was. That uh, I'm not. I can't remember, but um, they Ar- have Ar- one song. Arbeit Ar- 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 Frey, which is German. Italian progressive rock, and that's what they oh, put on Italy, top of the. Yeah. Con- that's what they put on top of the concentration camps. So I'm a little concerned. Yeah. Well, they were actually they're actually a communist group. Um, <laughs> who one of their tracks on the album? Uh, the story behind it is they wanted to play "Whole Lot of Love" live during their sets, and they couldn't learn it. Um, <laughs> what? Now I don't play music, so I feel like I shouldn't be on a high horse here. But this whole I feel lot like of love. There's got to be one part? person on there that helps. It's always you're not as fast as your slowest person, so. I mean, it's not like the easiest thing to learn in the world. The drum, like any, the problem with learning Zeppelin is any drum parts going to be really tough because Bonham is... Maybe like, they just couldn't figure out the slide, you know? It's just like, it's not quite... I don't think that's the right song. Is that the right song? No, that's the right song. I don't know. Okay, there you go. There you go. That's 100%. That's, that's the right song. You ever hear like there's the the live versions where they start just jamming for a really long time? It's fucking tight. Oh, I used to be like in middle school. I was going to the library every single day after school to download Zep bootlegs off their <laughs> high speed internet. Did you guys uh, catch this like handwritten letter from Frusciante? Yeah, yeah, dude, about, that, that was awesome. Apparently, that Omar used to like want him um, on the yeah signatures. But you know, like my perspective has always been that they've kind of discarded the Zeppelin comparisons, so maybe he was insulted by the lack of a response or something, you know? 
Because I've always gotten that, like, oh yeah, I fucked this up. Well, no, we're trying to do our own thing, you know? <laughs> but it's weird to see that. I think it's just this permanent ADHD where he's like, oh, now I'm done with this, gotta go on to the next thing. It's okay. like, you gotta remember this is a guy who allegedly sat outside Alejandro Jodorowsky's house for like two weeks. Oh, that's how you do it, man. I mean, shit. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. Wait, wait, which one did that, Omar? <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> Yeah, more respect to him. Damn. Yeah, he he wanted him to do the. I'm pretty sure it was for the Volta documentary, um, and oh, this shit. was sometime in like 07, 08, which is weird because you know he wanted to like keep collecting footage and shit. But I do remember reading that in an interview. I can't remember what film it was for though. He's just so excited about the film. He's like, we should end the Mars Volta so that we can make the movie. I mean, if Let's do it real dramatic. I would say I would say for 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 that situation, it would far it would be far more <laughs> worth it to. Mars Volta so that Alejandro Jodorowsky could work with Omar versus uh, Bosnian Rainbows killing Mars Volta. And I like Bosnian Rainbows. Just live in that alternate universe for a while, and maybe if we manifest it enough, it'll come true. Imagine it enough, it'll manifest. That's fucking Black Lodge. Well, Armando, I think you have the pitch for your next movie. I just gotta get Jodorowsky on board. Well, no, no, like the, the, the I have to do the, three the, the, weeks the, the, outside of his house, and he'll be like, "Ah, now you have our You waited longer than the last guy. New high score. That's how he determines who he'll collaborate with. Is if whoever stays on his on his lawn the longest. Like those, it's like, too gotta, fucking blonde. Like like the, like those. You got to keep your hand on the car, and whoever can keep their hand on the car longest wins the car. That's, yeah. uh, it's the same thing, but uh, not. It's like some other guy shows up while you're there, and it's like, shit, I've only been here for like five minutes. <laughs> see, you can just try to get a tarot reading already. Like we're writing. You see this? We're writing, people. But I always, what you know, the plot's like. Hey, your your favorite band went on for too long, and they missed the opportunity to get the right guy to do the documentary. So you have to go back in time and convince them to break up, just so that the right guy will do the documentary. What? You got to sabotage the band, but then you realize it's wrong in the end. It's like Looper meets Almost Famous. Yeah. What is the band <laughs> will prevent you from? getting what <laughs> so like so your favorite band like so the story is like your favorite band broke up and they released like their post band documentary and you're like oh this okay. fuck, this documentary fucking sucks and then you find out oh they were supposed to get uh someone really awesome to do the documentary but they didn't break up yet so they're like, so you decide you want you like build a time machine to go back in time and you have to try and get the uh-huh. band to break up so that the right person will do the documentary for you that's like our like imprison so and so so that we can free them again idea. Yeah, but then the you realize it was a terrible Eagles. thing because you make the world a worse place. So Terra Malis's new album is pretty fucking cool, huh? <laughs> it's so good. Let's discuss music. <laughs> I I wasn't that impressed with it. Uh oh. What was that? Right off the bat, or the whole thing? Uh, right off the bat. Um, slash whole thing. Well, so just, just to start off real quick, uh, Terramelos is a trio that they have described themselves as acid surf rock um, mm. with some hints of some hints of the math rock, some hints of the prog, some hints of psychedelia. Uh, they produce a lot of eclectic music. This is their fifth full album. Um, the third with the with the with their uh, their lineup that they have consistently had for a while now um so uh and i will start well i want i want chris to start but i'll just say real quick i fucking love this band and i just bought this album last night but chris tell us why you didn't like this album 
Um, I felt this was a situation for, for both these albums. I felt they were both watered-down albums. Um, this wow. one... You mean let, oh, the other album that we haven't mentioned that we're going to cover yet? Yes. Yeah, just checking, just checking. Time travel. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like they, they, they went in a more poppy direction, and that's not necessarily to my sensibilities. Um, I still thought it was a good album. Um, like... Uh, I forget which uh, which track it was, but there was there was one case where they where they went in a different direction that I really liked. It was uh, GR thirty eleven or something like that. The the random piano track in the middle that was a really um, nice refreshing surprise. And you no, know, there there are a lot of good sounds on here, but um, I don't know, I don't know. I just wasn't that into like like thirty five or thirty percent of it. Wow. <laughs> What about you, Alex? Well, you you just so, got and it. I, and so. I am a fan of Terra Malis, I shouldn't say that. I, I love that band. I'm just confused because I thought this was... I mean, I can't. it's not their most experimental album because like their earlier work, like uh, Drugs to Dear Youth, is definitely a far more experimental album. Um, parts of Patagonian Rats are definitely far more experimental. Um, but like, I thought this album was super aggressive, super intense... Um, you have songs like Trash Generator, you got the, the self-titled song, you got songs like Men's Shirt, um, yeah. Universal Gonk, which have some of the craziest sounding guitar Yeah, guitar I noises. should say I, I liked I liked the second half better than most of the first half. And so um, what I would... Shirt, Super Gronk, like all the, all those those three tracks are tracks that I was that I was into as well. I never thought I would say that like a song called Men's Shirt is like one of my favorite songs of the year, but here here I am saying it. Um, when you have the attitude of Terra Melos, like it kind of makes perfect sense. That's just their uh, their thing. Well, I love that. Like a lot of these, uh, some of these tracks have like Super Nintendo or video game themes. Uh, so like system preferences. I didn't notice. Warp, oh, yeah. Warpless Run. That's like a good Mario Three reference. Um, Super FX, which was the chip used in Super Nintendo cartridges. So yeah. Got some, I. Trying to catch the lyrics in it. It's pretty fun. Well, yeah, but, uh, and, and Nick Reinhardt yeah. always kind of buries his vocals in some... This was his most, I think, bare vocals, which was very interesting. Um, you you I, mean, like, there were no effects and shit, right? Yeah, he wasn't, like... Yeah. Like, Patagonian Rats, he was pretty... His his words were very back in the mix. Here, they're a lot more prominent, so... And I think he's becoming a stronger singer. I get what, uh, Chris, where you're coming from. Like, these are a lot more, like, verse-course-verse kind of songs. I understand that. But, like, the sounds are still really fucking wacky. You still have some really wild guitar parts. Um, I loved it. And I love this kind of... Obviously, we we all know that, like, I love crazy, ridiculous music. I own Magma Records. I think that's all the evidence you need. Um, I also own a Throbbing Gristle record. So, look. 20 jazz funk rates? I do own 10, 20 jazz funk rates. Uh, that album's that album's awesome. Um, but what I do I do love a good like pop structured record that's like been tur- like been butchered to Kingdom Come, and so that's kind of what this is. Is like it's a pop record, pop rock in the sense of verse, chorus, verse. But all the sounds are super mutated. All the sound it's super distorted. The drumming is so all over the place. The bass lines, like that opening bass line for System Preferences, it's so cool. And it's not, it's not just this chuggle like do 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 do. He's doing this wacky like do 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 do. Wow, just, that's actually a really accurate. <laughs> it, that was 
Like Very when I good. first heard that, I was like, oh man, and a lot of it to me, just to kind of go off the video game theme, so a lot of this almost sounds like video game soundtrack music. Like he was playing a lot oh, of totally. super, like Sega Genesis or Super Nintendo games. He's like, hey, let's make some soundtracks that. Like I would love if like an indie game developer pitched Terra Mellos to uh, make the soundtrack. Last thing, I'll just super that would quick be sick. To yeah. pass, before I pass it over to Armando, then we can argue more. Um, <laughs> like for me, it's also just I. Nick Reinhardt is one of my favorite guitarists currently. I think he's one of the most innovative guitarists that's recording and playing right now. And I think this is just another perfect example of like how he can do many styles. He can do hard, very hard experimental, but then I think also this is showing that he's able to hone his craft a little bit more, be a little bit more contained and restrained, which I think it's, you know, obviously I love the bogus frenzy stuff, but I also love when he's able to pull back a little bit and create just sharp hooks, cool, cool riffs. That having that balance I think is awesome. And so I think this is hopefully this is an album that I don't know if it's gonna all of a sudden get the magical a larger magically in a larger audience, but I hope that this is an opportunity for them just to get some more exposure, some more fans. Cause this is a band that I always thought was criminally underrated, criminally underexposed, like really deserves to be playing some festivals, some bigger shows to, like opening for some bigger bands and like I don't understand why that just never happened for them to me it doesn't make any sense past Armando man that was I, I feel like I need to give that like a little space to settle <laughs> <laughs> okay received past received uh, I just made me realize I mean I've known this from the beginning a trash generator and knowing the sort of the sardonic and self-deprecating nature of Terramelos with their lyrics uh, he, he, he's very much like presents himself as your everyday everyman and uh, like shit I just do this you know kind of vibe you know like this is just punk rock we're just doing it you know do you follow him do you follow uh, Nick Reinhardt Instagram no no you, you should because no. he posts fucking hilarious videos mostly about his dog I bet they're hilarious on stage too they always bring some wacky fucking props and shit like um I feel like this album is a continuation of where they've been going and it's just sort of like a refining the packageable essence of what is Terra Melos like and look at the cover art it's got this guy holding up fragments of this cut up image with a thumbs up and the cut up image is this old dude so (laughs) it's just like that's and like trash generator it's like you know nine inch nails i'm just a copy of a copy of it's just i think what chris is saying is true it's sort of like they're heading in a poppy consolidated direction but that's just business you know and hopefully when they continue as a band and this has some good success they make more weird progressive shit but i mean i wasn't disappointed by this album at all i felt like this was just more in the direction like if you look at Patagonian Rats versus X'd Out, like, it's clearly going in that direction, and I was happy with it, but it's like, I think the stuff that makes older albums better to some people, or if you will, or just, I mean, I can see it too, the difference is that it's more raw recordings, it's not as produced, so some of those production techniques are like, you know, noise gates on the snare and stuff like that, that make it more clean, and that cleanliness, it's like comparing brand new strings on a guitar versus a guitar you've been playing for a year and haven't changed the strings on yet. I, you know, so it's just I, different I to tones. Re, so you just, because you're mentioning that, it reminds me of something, so like in my own musical production, yeah. where my earlier stuff was super chaotic and unfocused, but a part of that was like I hadn't like really finessed the songwriting process, you know? And so a lot of it was like, oh, I don't know where to go from here. Let's just add 12... 
thousand sets of reverb and it'll just make a bunch of nonsense and like that was like how i kind of went and so you're making those comments but it's reminding me of those early terramelis recordings where there are a lot they f- i mean there's still some really really good stuff it's not bad but there's a he little still bit still goes off the hinges with he his does. guitar it makes crazy sounds oh and yeah the but one, still there's that, like there's that raw the there's that raw unfocused feeling in the earlier stuff where here and again i can understand why it might be a little bit of a deterrent where here it feels a little bit more like they are a little bit stronger at songwriting they're a little bit more focused in songwriting so they can produce maybe that stuff i think there, there was an interview where nick reinhardt made a comment like x that was the first album where they actually produced what they set out to produce and mm. so that's kind of like where i feel here i'm like he's learned like this i'm actually being able to create what i want to create and then on top of that i can, i've gone back and have infused some of that cha- oops shit i just punched the microphone and i can infuse some of that chaotic oh. stuff from the earlier albums. This isn't the concert, dude. This isn't yeah, you're the Cigar Roast show. You're not Zach De La Roca. <laughs> um, Punch the microphone! But, like, X'd Out for me was super tame in comparison. That's why I was originally surprised by Chris's comment, because that felt, like, very... Not watered down, but very restrained. And here I feel like that good, healthy balance of Patagonia's chaos and X'd Out's focusedness. Go back. Focusedness. You can go back talking. Focusosity. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just really do enjoy listening to this, and I guess I stand with the crowd that thinks X'd Out is better or more enjoyable than, say, Zoo Weather, you know, the early, earlier stuff. It's just, there is more melody, even though it's, I don't know if it's microtonal, per se, but it's definitely, dis, uh, you know, maybe 12-note stuff going on there or just you know weird jazz shit i don't really know because i'm not the guitarist anymore i don't know that shit but it's definitely something that isn't a major key or a minor key and uh it's still it's like you said it's refined songwriting using those elements like it's very dissonant progressions like the rhythm sections uh too like i don't i haven't had enough time to like analyze it and point out anything specific but they're very it's very enjoyable to listen to (laughs) I feel like I would make an advertisement for this. Like I love, I would love to make a music video for this shit. Like the look at the cover art, you know, it's just, I don't know. I I, I stand like a, I give it like a B plus A minus because it's not like doing anything different from him. That's the thing. He's just sort of he's repeating himself without really directly. He's he's moving forward. He's not really copying anything he's done, but he's doing stuff the same way. Let's put it that way. He's using sort of like the same effects. He's got like the same sound, you know. They're doing the same style. I guess that's the thing to me. I don't see so much of a variation as much as it's just refined. Hmm. I could see. Yeah. I could see that in progression from X dot, where this there is. I I get that. At the same token, like I I get it. And I don't get it because there's a lot a lot of moments here. I'm like. I feel like they haven't treaded some of this ground, but at the same token, I get where you're like, oh, this, there's a, there's sort of a familiarity to it. Where like, it, it feels like they've done this and they haven't done this. Yeah, it's so not like anything you could directly say, oh, this is just like that song. But it's like you put it on, it's like, oh, there's Terra Melos, and this whole album is just like, that's Terra Melos. But I, that's and kinda, there's I, nothing I, like Terra Melos, so it's right. kind of cool. It's very unique. And it's I, I kind of like, like, like that. You know, it's sort of like, oh yeah, like because it's last great time... to hear more Terra Melos. That's the thing. Maybe you don't want Terra Melos to do anything different because it's just like, okay, now I have four Terra Melos albums to listen to. And you know, it's been four years <laughs> since the last one. Exile came on thirteen, and I someone Damn. someone that was having a conversation with them. Uh, Holly was having a conversation with Nick Reinhardt at a bar, apparently, and he claimed that there wasn't like anything in the pipeline. 
So I kind of thought like, oh, this band is dead. They they're or they're like on a very long hiatus where they're not doing anything. And then all of a sudden, there's no pipeline for them. They're just like, okay, let's go like this. Yeah, you do that. Okay, cool. All right, and and now we <laughs> exist because like he was Nick Reinhardt was doing like he did Big Walnuts Yonder. He was doing all the, or and he was in Death Grips. He was doing all this stuff, and then all of a sudden, like, boop, hello, here I am. Uh, oh, he did Death Grips. Well, he like contributed a bunch of guitar work to Death Grips, and he's on um, Scum with Boundaries, the second Isle Wise album, which is really awesome. You should and check that out. It's good. Is. Yeah. I mean, I, I he actually no. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say he actually uses an effect on this album that he used on that album. Um, he has this. Uh, I forget who makes it. I think it's Electro Harmonics. They have this um, Mellotron pedal, and um, it also has uh, some like synth horn sounds that aren't. Um, they're not like from a Mellotron. They're just like really good synth horn sounds. So like that. There's one song towards the end of this album that has it like starts with the sax solo, and that's um, Nick on this uh, really really good sounding synth pedal. Um, I don't. I just wanted to point that out. I like that pedal. Mm-hmm. It uh, a lot of times it was a different horn, sound. Synth no, horns will sound out. like super cheesy, but like his sounds are are really nice. His sounds are so. I am. I wonder if part of it's because now he's sponsored by, uh, I think, Earthquake Devices or Pigtronic. So I think he's just getting like free pedals now, basically at this point to demo. Like him and Juan just tour around the the globe and just show off guitar uh, pedals and stuff. But I'm surprised they don't have a band. It, it's. I was confused too. Like those two just put to get put in a room, give them, call up John Theodore. Like that's that's a band I'll I'll watch till the end of the time. That would be amazing. Man, John Theodore is so good that he even got me to listen to Queens of Stone Age. You didn't listen to Queens of the Stone Age before? No, he, well, I mean, I, not really, no. Ooh, Neither did I. Missing out. <laughs> Light, Light, Clockwork was, Light Clockwork was the first Queens of the Stone Age album I actually actually. Yeah, played. there's cool stuff on that album. I remember enjoying it, but never really... And same with all their other stuff. I never really get into it. I just like go, yeah, that's cool. It's got some good songs on it. If I've got nothing else in the car... It's everything's dried out and it's sitting there. I'll listen to it. <laughs> the the Desert Sessions albums that uh, Hami did between um, Caius and Queens, which actually birth Queens. Um, he would do different lineups on like uh, each side of an album. It was like a limited edition twelve inch series. Oh wow! Um, they put out like ten discs, and each side had a different group on it. Um, so that's a it's another thing I would highly recommend because that. Um, so uh, there are a lot of cool sounds on there. A lot of uh, a lot of cool production. A nice variation. That shit's online now. Oh yeah, it came out in the nineties. Mm. I mean, it was from a vinyl, and someone's ripped it. Oh yeah, well they've they put out like digital releases since, but like initially okay. it was like a limited edition thing. No, I just love the you know. I mean, just think about it. Like email, like shit, the internet, <laughs> man. Wow. Hundred forty okay, characters or less. We're in the future. In the future, we gave you less options. Is that crazy in a way? Like all like the the, the futuristic apps are like we we let you do less things. Yeah, I don't know why people catch on to that shit. It's like how vapid are we, really? Um, terribly vapid. We're terribly, terribly vapid. But how terribly vapid? Uh, I think like a solid eight out of ten. Would you say we're, like, past idiocracy now or, like, on point with it? Like, I've seen a lot of ouch my balls and stupid president stuff recently. I think, I think we're actually, like, 
we're in a different trajectory. I don't think we're gonna go full WWF, but we're we're in some weird like narcissistic K hole that uh, we can't seem to get out of. We're in the Waldo moment. We're in Black Mirror. And on that note, the total opposite. I would recommend this album uh, full, full-heartedly, and especially just because this is a band that needs more attention and appreciation. They should be opening for really like the the the, the, the Dillinger Escape Plan, the Nine Inch Nailses. They should open for Nine Inch Nails. They should like any like slightly proggy metal band. They should open for just to fuck with the kids at the show. They should also open for Green Day, just to fuck with the kids at the show. Fuck, that'd be hilarious. They should, they, guys, they should open for Dark Taylor Swift. <laughs> also okay. on board with this. <laughs> Is she now billed I, as Dark I, Taylor Swift? Yeah. <laughs> she wears black now, like, it's the same exact outfit, but it's just, like, it's color I mean, change. we, we color both change. read the same Pitchfork article, right? No, I didn't see this shit. <laughs> Pitch, fuck Pitchfork, man, you think I'm gonna look at their stuff? Yeah, but where else are you going to get the scoop on Dark Taylor Swift, my man? DST? To get the scoop on DST? DST. <laughs> you, have to, you have to go left from the menu and press A, B, select, start. While no one's selected in order to pick Dark Taylor Swift. She has the same moveset, but she does higher damage output, but then she takes more damage. Um, yeah, you know, exactly. Is that trade-off? Sorry, yeah, I used to play for, fighting uh, games competitively. high skill ceiling, you know, she's for the pros. Yeah, because you can't really turtle. you got to play a really strong aggro game. Good footsies, though. Good, but you have to have solid fundamentals otherwise. Anyway, on that note, uh, Armando, introduce this band. They're called Sheep, right? Is that it? Okay, fine. We'll talk about Goat. All right. So they this you want me to introduce it because there's like... Cause you you've know only heard it. the new one, and I've been listening to them for a few years. I forget how I heard about them. I think someone just suggested it, and I was like, okay, cool. What? I think I found out about them on Reddit. I was on board for their first album. Yeah. Um, yeah, they only had one album. It was pretty cool. It was like, all right, this band. Like, you can't really call them much of a band yet because they just have one album. And it's like, okay, they're touring, great. And then they put out another album. But their first album was just so, like, it was just, you could just say it's Africana, if you will, or, like, tribal world music meets, like, 70s punk psychedelia. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like Kraut Afrobeat garage rock it's a, it's a really interesting way lots to do of wah the, pedal lots of percussion yeah and the two girls singing that are in full like uh tribal garb i don't know what you call it like they're from what sweden too and i think it's a swedish folklore they're based their whole thing off of but i keep thinking of it as like african rhythms i don't know it's just tribal rhythms in general <laughs> but like lots of percussion and like 70s wash it going on with the guitars and then they do a lot of like sort of spiritual things so they have a lot it reminds me of tool without the distortion pedal even though they have the distortion <laughs> pedal it's, like, it's more of like a grunge level Fucking distortion but there's no tool riffs it's not like that it's just there's a lot of repetition involved you know like getting into a groove like each song is basically like one thing over and over again and somehow there's progression to it is this is this like your shtick you're just trying to find a way to shoehorn tool into every episode even when there's no point in shoehorning tool into the episode i think that's just the way life works Uh, (laughs) yeah like that did a 360 so fast (laughs) it's like tool but it's not i'm just trying to relate to the audience clearly uh, anyone listening at this point thinks that tool rules Okay, clearly lost everyone there. So tell us about this new album. <laughs> uh, 
I don't know a lot about them, who they are, what they do. I really didn't even know they were from Sweden until Chris pointed it out. I was like, oh shit, maybe it was you, Alex. It wasn't me. It, was, it wasn't you? I so thought it was you. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody told me recently. Cool. But they're, uh, they're amazing. I saw them at Bonnaroo. Uh, they put on a great fucking show because they're just all dressed up and... They dance around. They do like a rain dance kind of thing, and you know, just screaming at, singing at the top of their lungs. I don't know. It's a it's a, a unique sound, and it's something you could just throw it off as world music, but it's so much more than that. Even oh, though the totally. first album's called World Music, and so their new ones just like I don't know. They're getting more refined because just like with with Terramelos, you know, you get more refined, you get more produced, you get more polished, you chill out a bit. You know, you don't really want to scream at the top of your lungs anymore. So. It's just a little more simple, a little more, like, folkish. It reminded me a lot of Zeppelin 3. Like, Zeppelin 1 and Zeppelin 2 are a little bit similar. There's, like, subtle variations. So what, everything's about Zeppelin now, and that's okay? I'm just yeah, it's Zeppelin versus Tool. Whoever wins, we lose. It's true. <laughs> You're either getting old-ass Robert Plant or Maynard James Keenan when he's making wine. So, if you want to think about what this goat sounds like just imagine a choir of robert plants just going at it like baby 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 all at the same time different notes i'd pay money to create that i know right it's a great idea (laughs) you probably do it yourself dude you're a pro with the computer music (laughs) whiz computer music whiz (laughs) Uh, you uh loop and sample that just a sample and bloop. <laughs> Sorry, the ghosts were just leaving the room. Okay, good, good. <laughs> Tell them to pick oh. up some uh, fried chicken when they come back. They can't carry fried chicken. It has to be unfried. Did you know that? No. <laughs> so, like, raw? Take Rum, the- but we're still on the chicks. G train. Let's, let's hear the, the first time Alex approach. Yeah, I just listened to it this morning um, for the first time, and just uh, this album, not their early stuff. So just the new one. Yeah, so this right? is the only. This is my only experience with goat, aside from in Tasty Curry. Um, That's G O A T. Yeah, this not is- not L L G O A T. Yeah, and uh, anyway, um, I, it was pretty cool to see Omu Sangare uh, was helped write some of the music. Uh, she's an amazing artist out of uh, Africa. Um, if you've never, I think out of, not out of Mali, I think Ethiopia. Uh, but so if you're not familiar with her, definitely check out her albums. Um, cause she's, oh, she's, um, from Wasalu. Anyway, uh, she's fucking awesome. And this unrelated to Goat, but be, just cause her name was in the credits, I felt like I had to, um, make that drop. Uh, so let me put the preface in when you guys first were like, Hey, we're, let's listen to Goat. And then Armando sent some video, and people were, like, dancing around in costumes and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, fuck this shit again. <laughs> like, I have a big... Wait, again? Well, not specifically... <laughs> oh, no, not again. <laughs> more like, more like when people are like, oh, you ever, you ever hear this band? And it's, like, so, like, a consortium of white people that just fucking stole African music. Like, uh, like Momo, I think the band and, is like, called. like, Dave Matthews? Like Dave, I don't even sure. I don't even. I've listened to like four Dave Matthews songs, so I don't, don't even really. And I know they bu- dumped all their poo on people in the Chicago River. That's that's like the, the extent that's of my the knowledge. Best story ever, by the way, on the whole history of the wow. planet Earth. It is the single greatest story. 
is was it a direct poo onto people contact? No, kind they, of had, thing? they emptied just... up the tour buses like shit box on top of a bunch of people on the Chicago. It was road. like a boat. They were on a bridge, oh. and um, there was a boat going under with like tourists, and you know it was like one of those like double decker uh, ferry situations. So like everybody on the top. Uh, Holy shit. Just got showered and Dave Matthews shit. So this was an accident, right? Or at least they said it was. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, not, <laughs> not really, because, like, you're not supposed to do that. Okay, well, I mean, they weren't supposed the to... Maybe they weren't supposed to put it in the river, but they didn't mean to put it on people, all right? <laughs> right. They meant to be, do, like, right. something that was slightly illegal, not, like, super uh, illegal. Yeah. <laughs> when shit enters the public domain, there's a risk for it hitting people, and that's why we have bathrooms, people. Right. The river is bad enough. Let's we just put it there, society. folks. Anyway. Smokey the Bear here is here to tell you, so, don't put your shit in the only river. Only you can not put shit in the water. It's true. I mean, who else is going to not put it well, in the to river? To be fair, the Chicago River is probably like a good solid 60% shit. Oh, totally. Wasn't that on fire in the 1800s? No, I think that was uh, Cleveland. The, the oh, yeah, that was Cleveland. Damn. Cleveland's a bigger... Look, I, I'm from the Chicago area, but like that river is wretched. Anyway, so Goat has this... So I'm, like, I'm seeing these people <laughs> just like faux African garb, whatever, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Like cultural appropriation the soundtrack here we go again um, <laughs> the soundtrack. and but ultimately like there was enough unique elements where i didn't feel like just disgusted with it where like they listened to a fellow cootie record and just fucking stole stole everything like there's there's um there's, there's some unique elements um the singing is kind of fun it's sort of this higher pitched uh what's it's two people singing it, Right, at least, yeah. I don't know if there was. It's sort of this yeah, higher pitched tone. It's always two, yeah. Um, I was really nervous that it was gonna be some like one of the, some guy like trying to replicate Lord Commander Ebenezer or Fella or throat singing or just like eh, da, 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 or I don't know what that was. Africa, but, Africa, Africa. Yeah, there you go. Exactly, trying to do some shit like that. But um, so there's a there was enough stuff. That like, is so okay, bad. Like I, you could definitely hear the, the the influences are obvious and apparent, but they're not insulting. Um, the only thing I would say the album was fine. It was okay. I enjoyed it. I liked the the longer jammy track. So uh, you had this the, the song Goat Band Goat Fuzz. Yeah, anything with the word goat in it by Goat is a banger. Right. Basically, can, that's basically yeah, that's, what it was. And then yeah, that's another, not most of their albums. You know, you've got. You know, some of the goat tracks are just like, yeah, we're going to put goat on this one because it's really good. Just and so in case you weren't sure yet, just skip here, check it out. Okay. Basically. I, I, I kind of like that. I think it's a funny, kitschy thing. Um, <laughs> then there was, uh, all, I liked All Seeing Eye was good too, but other than that, like a lot of the tracks, I was just kind of like, it's fine. I, I didn't like go crazy over it. It was like some yeah. mid-range, in their, t- like in their mid-range collection, TV on the radio. Nicer. I what? can't imagine seeing it by itself and being like, oh, yeah, this is the only album I know by Goat, and I love it. <laughs> Basically. But in their collection, it's nice to see them do a quiet, chill album, you know, if they come back around and do something else afterwards. You know, yeah. in the collection, it's really nice to see. Right. So um, I liked it overall. The style's fun. It's not like, again, I'm not, I wasn't like, oh, fuck. But uh, I, w- I would listen to it again. I would put it on in the background of a social gathering where people didn't need to listen to Dark Taylor Swift, they would be open to yep. different styles of music. Um, and you'd be like, it's like five percent of the time, though. I, well, like, hey, it's, like, it's a good, it's Dark a good Taylor album Swift for that. It's like required at ninety percent of social gatherings, and the other five percent of the time is David Bowie, I guess. Like, oh yeah, you could put out Bowie most to all times. You have people over. 
I always put on like the early '90s techno Bowie album. <laughs> Earthling, you put on Earthling. Oh yeah, the one with Labyrinth the, soundtrack. The one, no, the one with uh, Trent Reznor on it. Nor. Reznor. Snor. Blast! I'm afraid of Americans. Yeah. They did it, and then he did it. There's some good uh, footage where Bowie and Nine Inch Nails toured together, and they're just jamming on stage. It's super strange if you're, if yeah. you're not aware of it. Oh, hell yeah. Well, there's a lot of... I mean, you've seen the Closure documentary. There's a lot of good uh, footage of them talking about shit, like business side of things when they're in the back rooms. It's like the middle of the day. They're all still in their like, full dystopian garb and like chilling with Bowie, and someone's got like an arm cast on, and they're just like, yeah, so... I think the next show will sell well, but uh, if we need more seats, maybe we can, you know. It's kind of cool. Okay, fine. Nobody appreciates the business side of things like me. Hey, so, look, this, I, I, I mean, I did that for three years. <laughs> <laughs> and musicians yeah. gotta get paid, and I appreciate it. I haven't done the like... music business myself. It's shitty. <laughs> I stay away from that. Music's like art only for me. I refuse to do anything that's intended to sell. I'm that hardcore. Sorry, guys. I'm too legit for your, you know... Bandcamp. Check out my SoundCloud, bro. <laughs> yeah, SoundCloud's where it's at, though. It's cool. It almost shut down a month ago. Really? Yeah, I think they got bought out or something. Because, like, they're, they're not monetizing it. They don't have any way of making money. Got all my recordings on there. What if they just disappeared? I mean, you know, and so will everyone's garbage mixtapes. So I guess, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Goodbye, I don't listen to anything rap. on SoundCloud. If you like surf around there, yeah, it's full of just like weird like techno DJ wannabes sampling the same vocal loops over the same drum samples. It's like, what is this? Chris, speaking of cloud rap, have you guys cuz we're clearly talking about goat. Have you guys listened to the new Tyler the Creator album? Uh, I've heard a track or two. It's like it's it's pretty cloud rappy, but it's probably my favorite album by him because he's way less obnoxious and abrasive and it's it's, it's pretty fun but Chris what did you think of Goat? I, I felt the same way I felt about Terra Malos. Um I feel that uh, except I felt that um, the, the Terra Malos album um, I would recommend uh, because I, I feel that it's, it is a good doorway to get into Terra Malos. I feel that you know, all their previous stuff was, you know, pretty intact and they progress forward at the same time. So it's a good thing to introduce people to. But, um, with this one, I, I felt it was too long. And, um, again, I felt it was, uh, watered down compared to the other stuff that I like better. Cause that's just my aesthetic, I guess. Like the first track, especially in, in the, in both these situations, I didn't like the first track for the, both of these albums. And I, like part of me feels like maybe that like clouded my experience of it um but like this first track i hated man <laughs> recorders should recorders should only exist in elementary schools for kids <laughs> to learn on they should not be in recorded music i'm sorry recorders suck <laughs> like, we're, we're gonna get a thousand people together with the recorders and we're all gonna play hot cross buns for what do you think about three like the rest straight. of their uh or their overall music collection goat as a band I love Goat. Love Goat as a band. Like when I when I first found them out, um, I was like, "This is great," because you know, garage rock has really been the only place that rock music has sort of been able to survive for the past five or so years. Um, you know, in that post White Stripes, Black Keys world that we live in, 
Um, and these guys really bring something fresh to it by um, incorporating the kraut rock and the Afrobeat influences with the with the dual female singers and shit. Um, and like their first two albums, I think are fucking classics. And and part of me thinks that that kind of clouded my opinion on this as well because it's like they knocked it out of the park the first two times, and um, the second one I just wasn't feeling as much at all. The third one, you mean? Yeah, the third one. Okay. I, I want to p- piggyback off of what something Chris mentioned. That I forgot that. Yeah, this is a very this is a long album. It's an hour and three minutes, and I wouldn't be too fussed about it except for the last seven minutes. Ubuntu. Um, I mean, I'm I'm glad to hear they really like uh, a Linux based operating system. Good to hear. Good to hear. Um, <laughs> but uh, f- that track is fucking pointless. Um, it's like maybe put it as like, a if beat. they cut if they cut like twenty five percent of this album, I think it would be a lot better. I would yeah, a lot of them are just like one like riff game. over and over again, and it could just be like two minutes instead of four minutes. Although, like you know, Temple Rhythms is like amazing, but it's just the same sound. It's like a, a Renholder that track by a Perfect Circle, you know, where it was just like too short. It was really nice, but it's like ah, it could be more than a minute. But these are just like maybe a little too long. Like these just go on; they're jams, you know, and they're just like over and over and over again. That's the funny if you're not paying attention. It's fun to like it has an hour worth of background music, like you said. Right. But if you are paying attention, it can be a little tedious. That's the funny thing is that like with jams like that, I, I kind of like you said, they either need to be just two minutes. Here's an idea, and it's gone, or then they have to be fifteen minutes. And oh, it's a super surreal. You're diving headfirst kind of journey. And so, like, you know, like when you listen to a live can album or you listen to Boredoms where it's nothing that complicated, but it's like the same kind of groove over and over, but you get super sucked into it. And so here you're kind of like, okay, like, where are we going to like really dive into some heavy, like some heavy trippy shit or, oh no, it's, it's done. Okay. But I feel like maybe a lot of these tracks were 15 minute jams because none of them have, a lot of them don't have a start or an end. They just fade in and out into the next like scene, if you will. It's very, it's very film-like in that sense. There's a lot of fade-ins and fade-outs on things that are already happening, like rhythms that are already growing. Yeah, and I think that's why... Huge dramatic endings, though. Yeah, it sounds like Goat Band and Goat Fuzz, which worked a lot better because they actually gave it time for that jam to kind of just spread its wings a little bit, fly around, you know, check out the roost. uh, That reminds me, there there was one track I really liked on here. Maybe one of you guys remember it. Um, It it kind of, like, reminded me of, like, a cross between... um, like an Ennio Morricone song with like a Neil Young guitar solo towards the end. I think it was in like the middle of the album. I, I bet it was. I couldn't tell you which one that was. If I knew it really well, I might be able to tell you, but I don't know it well enough yet. It's a few well, good tracks like Psychedelic Lover, Trouble in the Streets, for the, like, that kind of style, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's not all slow but i think the album like you said it starts like the first two tracks are both four minutes and i think they're both really slow quiet tracks and like then like the rest of the first half of the album is like a lot of like simple slow music and then you have all of the kind of more riff based like rock music mixed in with more gentle music near the end so it's like overall it comes off as just like you know kind of like a chill afternoon or something and it's called requiem so i mean it could be that you know, it's their acoustic album, you know, there's electricity through it, but it's, if you will. There's no ass to mouth. That's what I think of when I think of Requiem. <laughs> I get that. Or wait, ass to ass, my bad. Yeah, good, good job. Good save. Yes. Whoa, <laughs> I love how the the soundtrack to Requiem for a Dream has been used in like every trailer ever since. So obnoxious. I hate that rude. song. I hate it's that been song. overused now. Oh, it's big just, song. Oh yeah, 
I can't think of anything that comes close to to that. What do you think? We got time? I would like to talk about the sketches too, if you want. Would you want to? We should say that because I haven't listened to it uh, recently enough to say anything other than I liked it. I don't know. Let's do a. Let's advertise our King Gizzard and the Izzard Lizard Wizard Fisher. Featuring Eddie Izzard. Yeah. Oh, that's actually there. really funny you mentioned that because Eddie Izzard. Was, did you guys listen to NPR? Are you are you nerds like me? Oh yeah, um, I'm a liberal. He, he was he was <laughs> he was he was on a, an episode of Wait Wait Don't Tell Me, which is the amazing NPR quiz show. And when Eddie Izzard was on there, they asked him about King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Those are the ah. trivia questions he had to answer. If you really want to hear me geek out, then I'll say that I stopped listening to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me after Carl Castle left, because uh, Carl was my man. That's, so, that's fucking commitment. So what did he say about that? Did, did Eddie Izzard have anything funny to say about King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard? No, because, like, if you've ever, have you ever listened to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, Armando? No. So it's like this quiz show, and they always have a guest, and they always at like, one of the... They always have a guest on, they always ask them questions, like, they have to answer three questions, right, to earn a prize for a listener... And it's always about something like not related to what like it's a joke off what they do or a joke off their name. Yeah. And so they're like, "Well, Eddie Izzard, uh, we want to ask you questions about gizzards, uh, lizards, and wizards, uh, but we couldn't decide which, so we decided all three. And so they asked him. They're like, "So I, I'll send you the. Tr- there's a transcript online. Yeah, it's it's okay. kind of funny where we just like you should do the whole skit right now from memory, and we'll just all sit here and painfully listen. Hello, I'm Eddie Izzard, and I'm British. Candy bars and such. I wear the ladies' clothing. Well, Crikey, mate! <laughs> Since you're here, we're gonna ask you about King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Nonagon Infinity opens the door, mate. Yeah, that's true. But is is which of their albums is a real name? A uh, microtonal flying banana, ham 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 ham, or I paint all my walls white because it reminds me of the time I was in Boise. Oh, I think ham 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 ham. That is wrong, Eddie Izzard. Their album is microtonal flying banana, and it went something like that for uh, another four minutes. That's great. You definitely send that link, and uh, anyone listening at home, you should go to www.youtube.com and search and watch with us. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything you guys have to want to plug before we wrap up here? I just put out a music video. That's uh, mm. pretty cool. How do we find it? It's uh, the song is called "Many Words of Disapproval." The band consider the source. Oh my god! So many words. New York City's premier. What the uh, fuck? Middle Eastern progressive rock band. I can't type that much. Into a search. They do one search with all of that prog rock jams. Nice and uh, I don't, I don't yeah. see many words of disapproval. Is it on YouTube or yes. Google? Yes, is on YouTube, Facebook, uh, Google. Is on um, Vimeo. Is on. Uh, well, that guitar's got two necks. Yeah, double neck, baby, for your pleasure. Fucking nerds. One one non fretted, one fretted. Your little option. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, they're really tight, and uh, that's all I got to plug. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think I found it. So, what'd you do? Animate this, or is it film? I just see the icon for now. Oh, it's it's a uh, video, and I did a bunch of uh, like um, I put a threshold effect on it, and I shot them in silhouette, so it gives it a really high contrast uh, black and white thing. And um, this is a really cool looking suit. 
that uh, features in the trailer. Did you or sell in that the, suit? In the video. No, I have that suit hanging in my apartment, like a suit of armor. Oh, wow. Oh, this looks legit, dude. Awesome. I only see smoke so far, but the smoke looks like really well shot. Thank you. <laughs> I I literally wow. I, I believe I believe I got that shot because I went to my car to get something, and between then and walking back, I forgot to turn the camera off, and it drifted upwards. So I just took that and uh, sped it up. <laughs> Very nice. Gotta uh, do what right you gotta on. do. Armando, do you have anything to plug? Uh, like I can just plug the fact that things are moving forward in great ways and they're so great that I can't even talk about them and just, you know, that's awesome. So great. shout out to people who, anyone that knows what I'm talking about. If you don't, but maybe you guys, you, you might know what I'm talking about. So that's cool. There you go. That's my speech. Nice. Um, I got nothing to plug. Uh, except- Good doing business with you.